Howl and Blossom podcast. My name's Sean, creator and founder of the project, and today is World Mental Health Day. And I have been feeling pretty mental lately. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I have been the worst I've been for years. My anxiety has, I mean, there were days where I felt like it was trying to kill me. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I was shocked, to be honest. So, about a week ago, just over a week ago, I turned up at my part-time job and I distracted myself all morning. So, I I wasn't due to start work until one and I distracted myself all morning and was like, I'll be fine. I've just got to get in the car and I did my usual... Um, trick of shutting my brain down and just focusing on the next thing I need to do instead of projecting too far into the future. So I managed to get in the car, so just get in the car, just drive there, park the car, turn up. Um, and I got there, and everyone was like, You're right, you don't look okay. And I, that's the first time. I've ever um I've ever had that with someone saying to me like you look someone said you look really cold where obviously I I was tensed up and look I might have been shaking to be fair um and I was like no I'm not cold um and I was trying my best not to lose my shit uh, I managed to stay there for 10 minutes. During those 10 minutes, I think I cried for about seven of them, um, which was also a first for me. I, not crying, obviously, <laughs> I do a lot of crying, but standing there in front of people that I don't know particularly well, crying, unable to not cry, Trying to have a conversation, unable to look them in the face, um, that was a first for me. Because normally, well, I say since my recovery, which I now put in quotes because I've learned that there is no such thing, um, I, I managed to see my anxiety on the horizon Whenever that horizon started to get a bit black or a bit tense, I would see it coming a mile off and I would do something about it. I'd sit down and meditate for an for an extra half an hour. I'd go for a really long walk in nature. Um, I'd go to a yoga class. I'd journal. And I'd read, I'd read a book that made me, that reminded me why I'm amazing. And I had all these little coping mechanisms that I'd been so used to using and so used to being able to see, see it coming on the horizon that for years I hadn't felt the way I felt last week. And... Part of it would be to do with the change in the season. So for me, that's felt very sudden. It seemed like 
from one day to the next, it was suddenly dark. It was suddenly raining and I was suddenly bloody freezing. <laughs> um, and I don't know whether that speaks to the way the weather actually changed and the way the season actually changed or just my experience at the moment where I don't seem I I've been so I don't seem to be able to see the horizon I haven't been able to see what's coming down the line including autumn which is pretty predictable right we're in October so for some reason the horizon isn't clear anymore I can't see that line where you know I'd be able to spot my anxiety or depression coming I can't see the line there are a lot of trees in the way um to continue the analogy even though I love a tree um there are a lot of things in the way of me being able to see that horizon maybe skyscrapers would be a better analogy <laughs> um and I've kind of lost myself this year in all of the change that's been going on in my life that I've welcomed. So I can't say I'm one of those people that hates change because I'm not. I'm someone that embraces it. And it's not always easy, but the changes I've made in my life have been on purpose. I am my lifestyle has changed considerably. I quit my um, full-time office job and moved in with my boyfriend. Obviously, two things that I was very excited about. However, what I didn't anticipate or what I wasn't really conscious of was how that would change my health. So, when I'm living on my own or with my housemates, I'm in control of my own space. I'm going to work in a very predictable pattern. I have a lot of time on my own. Um, I can see, you know, things are pretty predictable and I can see that horizon very clearly. I can do something about my mental health before it gets to a point that's, you know, difficult. So, so, for example, I think I had maybe two days off work for anxiety in the two years that I had my previous job. Um, whereas this year, my anxiety, I say this year, the past couple of months, my anxiety has been so bad that last week I had two days off. I only work two days <laughs> so those shifts I think I I didn't really realize how I'd set my life up so my manager at my previous job was incredible she knew um, and understood my issues with anxiety and how I needed to balance working from home and being in the office so that I wasn't around people all the time because that that was something that really stretches me mentally um, even though I, I love spending time with people but there needs to be a balance for me um, and I'd set my life up 
in a way that meant that I stayed healthy. I had a routine, I regularly exercised, I went outside a lot, I did all of these things. I would sink into meditation probably weekly or every other week just by accident. And when I say by accident, what I mean is without really having to think about it I wouldn't be like oh I haven't I haven't done any meditation for ages I'd better sit down and do it it would just be kind of a habit in a way I would definitely do it every new moon and every full moon and at the very least so that's every two weeks and I was doing all of these little things and managing my life in a way that made me think that I was better, that I had recovered from anxiety and depression. And while I knew I had to maintain a level of mental health, like the same way you have to maintain a level of of physical health, right? And how I compare it to eating vegetables. I know I have to eat vegetables. I like vegetables. But if I go a few meals a week without eating vegetables, like my physical health doesn't suddenly collapse. So I kind of approached my mental health in the same way, which worked when I had that routine and that, you know, I didn't have to meditate every day, but when I felt like I wanted to, I would do it. Um, I didn't have to go to the gym every day, but when I felt like I wanted to, I would do it. And that, I haven't really in amongst all the change that's going on or has been going on over the past year with the change in my living situation, a change in my daily routine, with all of that, I haven't really given myself the space to be able to kind of observe my feelings in a way that would allow me to notice so all of those things all of those changes that have happened are kind of like the skyscrapers in the way of the horizon right and I haven't put enough distance between myself and me doing all of these changes that would allow me to see this coming so I've struggled And I'm still riding that wave. So I read something this morning which I thought was incredible. And I'd not read it quite like this before or heard it described quite like this before. And someone was describing depression in the same way as the flu. And you just kind of have to rest and stay at home and and eat the right things. And sometimes that's chocolate. Um, Watch the right movies and just let yourself rest and be and I haven't done a lot of that recently so the one good thing that came out of this or one surprising thing that came out of this was while I was stood at work having a meltdown I because I've spent so many years meditating, I could step outside of that experience and kind of observe what was going on as opposed to being 
completely taken over by it and whilst I I was I don't know quite how to explain so whilst I was obviously completely taken over by it cried for 10 minutes and then went home um I was still conscious of what was happening and I was still separate from the anxiety in the same way that you're separate from the flu so you don't you don't think that the flu is is you you realize that it is just something that you have and something that is happening to you at this point and you will get better even though you feel like you're gonna die you know you won't you know that if you drink some a lot of water take some paracetamol and some vitamins and get some sleep you'll probably be better in a couple of weeks and it it was that which was different for me this time because beforehand whenever this had happened to me before it not it hadn't happened in that way because I would never have managed to get myself out of the house when I was feeling that bad for a start I would have just stayed at home um so I've never just turned up and then had a complete meltdown not that I can remember anyway (laughs) um it was all at quite a quite a bit of a fog um but I was aware I was standing there and I was aware that the voice in my head that was going I just want to go home I just want to go home I just want to and there was also a voice in my head that was like I want to die I knew that I didn't actually want to die what I wanted was for it to stop I wanted it to stop like you know when you've got um some kind of vomiting bug and you you're throwing up and you're like I just want it to stop or you you've got food poisoning and you're like oh I just want it to stop make it stop and I this time instead of that scaring me I could observe that in my in my head and be like oh you are gonna go home don't worry about it and you're not gonna die you will get better don't be ridiculous like it's fine um and I stood there and whilst I was sobbing I was like I'm really sorry this is really annoying because I can't communicate properly um and I just I I know I'm fine I was saying to my my manager who was also great um though he didn't really know what to do he was asking me what what would make me better and I was like I don't know because all my brain will do for me right now is say I want to go home I want to go home I want to go home and I want to die so that's not very helpful my brain isn't actually capable of articulating anything else at this point so I don't know what's going to make this better (laughs) I just need to go home I think because you know I can't just stand here and cry but I was saying to him I know I'm okay like I'm not having a panic attack where you feel like you can't breathe and you 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 aren't aware that you're okay. I'm aware that I'm okay, but I cannot help but cry and shake and sob. I cannot help that my mouth has gone dry, that I have pins and needles in the lower parts of my legs and my feet are cemented to the floor. I can't help but stand here and physically experience this whilst you know you're looking at me saying what can I do to help you and I'm like I don't there isn't anything you can do right now um 
there's nothing you can say because I know I'm fine. And it was the weirdest experience where my body was screaming in a million different ways. Basically screaming, you're not okay, you're not okay, you're not okay. In as many, as many different physical ways as it could and my brain was trying to tell me that I wasn't okay. But there was part of me that was observing this and going, you are okay. It's going to be fine. You know you're okay. And it was it was such a bizarre experience. Um, and it was comforting in a way because I wasn't... Whilst it was extremely embarrassing, but I couldn't get a hold of myself... Um, crikey, so bad. Um, but yeah, I couldn't get a hold of myself. I knew that I would, and I think that is a huge part of it. When you first experience this, and you're not, you don't really know what it is, and you've not, you've not gone full circle, I guess. It was a very different experience for me when I first started to have anxiety. It was a very different experience. And he's saying to me, like, you know, what what's triggered it? What can we do? What can we change? What is it that you're anxious about? And because there's been so much change and because there are so many skyscrapers in the way of the horizon and there are a lot of them it's very difficult to pinpoint one thing and the only thing I can really think of is that this this happens to me in the same way as catching a virus or getting food poisoning it happens to me and the only I can't I don't know what the triggers are really. The only way I can stop it from happening is by maintaining my health in the first place. Making sure I take my vitamins so I don't catch the virus, right? Don't eat the chicken off of the street food stall in Thailand so that you don't get the food poisoning. Like there isn't really anything I can do about it now. I just have to ride it out. I just have to Go back to the basic practices that I that I was doing before and be a bit more mindful of the fact that I can't just keep going and keep going and keep going and that I have to stop and just be and that I have to take time every single day to do something that is good for my mental health. So now I have... On my um, habit tracker, though I hate the word habit, um, but on my tracker, um, I've I've designed a tracker. You can download it on my website. Actually, if you sign up for my um, my email list, my Moon Musings, uh, you'll get access to this tracker, and it's it's a monthly tracker, and it it's got feelings, behaviors, and activities written at the top instead of habits because I think habits just makes me want to vomit I'm not sure why um and it's helping me to observe um 
the way I behave and the way I feel and what activities I'm doing um, so that I can try and see a correlation um, between my mood and what what I'm doing so I've got yoga on there and I've been doing it at home uh, so I don't have to pay an extortionate yoga membership because around here they're really expensive which I actually really love going to the class like I would much rather go there um, and be led and be surprised each time I go then have to go through YouTube and try and find and decide what it is I want to do. I'd much rather just turn up, just show up and do it. But they're expensive. So I've been doing that. Um, walking in nature. I found a route. So where I've I've moved out away from the area that I've lived such a long time, um, I don't know any walking routes and the routes that I do know are linear so you walk down a path and then you have to turn around and come back and I don't like that I like walking in a loop and I like loops that I can make bigger or smaller so where I used to live I'd be able to do like a little a little four mile loop a little flat four mile loop or I could add on a bit and do much longer one and I could walk as far as 20 miles just all from the same place without having to drive if I didn't want to so I haven't been walking because I didn't know where to go I couldn't find anything quickly and easily on the internet so now we've sorted that and I've got myself a little loop what happens when I want to go further I'm not sure if I'll cross that bridge so that goes on my tracker um yoga walking meditation and I recently found um I read about this ages ago uh, and never never really followed up on it but the the different frequencies of your brain waves like alpha beta theta and something else delta I don't know if I'm pronouncing all of those right either. But basically, um, if you listen to certain frequencies, I found some tracks on Spotify. And if you listen to alpha frequencies, I, I think they're called... Bin- the, I don't know whether this is um, like the the account that uploads this, but binaural, binaural beats, binaural beats. Um, and the alpha alpha frequencies and I just put them on my noise cancelling headphones and I can sit there for half an hour because the alpha frequency relaxes you so it's for good for anxiety stress and sleep um and it just changes your brain waves the same way that when you meditate it changes your brain waves but it's, it's a tool to help you the sound is a tool to help you and I can sit there for half an hour and I haven't been practicing meditation for a very long very long time and so for me for me to sit for half an hour used to be what I would manage to do if I've been practicing a lot you know for me like a half an hour meditation used to be (laughs) the equivalent to like a a handstand in um in yoga like just doesn't really ever happen (laughs) 
unless you've been practicing every day for six months right um so so yes I highly recommend those um alpha frequencies on Spotify um try those out if you if you struggle and if you suffer um I hate that though actually that phrase suffer I suffer with mental health like no one says I'm I say you say I guess you say I'm suffering with a cold but like and you do feel like you suffer but I just think I don't know I don't know why I don't like that suffer no I don't know why I just really don't if anyone has any thoughts on on the word suffer (laughs) do let me know um yeah, so I've been doing that and that's I've chosen those three things and I have to do at least one of them every day because I'm not well. So there's not there's not, you know, the usual, oh, I'll go to the gym if I feel like it, I'll meditate if I feel like it. No, I have to do one of those at least one of those three things every day. Um ideally I'll do all three of them. It's the aim. Even if the walk is a loop around the pond opposite, the yoga is 20 minutes and the meditation is 15. Like, even if that's it, and I spend an hour doing that stuff. Oh, and the good thing about living here is that we have a bath. (laughs) I never had a bath at my um, old house. I just had a shower and I used to really miss a bath. So every time I wanted a bath, I'd just meditate. Um, but yeah, so that's that's great. Um, so hopefully I'll get better pretty soon. I mean, I have improved. I've obviously stopped crying. But I did cancel my entire entire week, basically. Um, I cancelled all my socialising. Anything I had in my diary that required me to leave the house, apart from... Um, my volunteering at a garden in, on an afternoon because that is actually beneficial to me um, as well as hopefully the people that I'm I'm there with <laughs> they benefit from me being there they seem to <laughs> um, yes they seem to they said nice things about me being there this week um, so yeah and I and my boyfriend's been exceptionally supportive like incredible he is incredible um so I'm very lucky in a lot of ways work have been super flexible changed my working pattern and my responsibilities so I don't feel so um so one of the things about about it is that I I currently work in a shop in a little shop and I didn't really think about about it having this effect on me but eight hours in a shop is a lot of peopling and I realised that when you have an office job you kind of and you know what you're doing you come in you have a look at what you've got to do you pick something from your to-do list 
that you fancy doing and then you just work through your tasks in an order that you want to work through them in more or less at a pace that you set yourself depending on your deadlines um you can put headphones on and not talk to anybody or you can get up and go and socialize if you feel that way you you can kind of or this is my experience of office jobs anyway you can kind of control how much you interact and the pace at which you work so that you can ebb and flow with your mood when you are spending eight hours a day in a shop where you have to serve people and you know constantly interact with people even the customer service, even when you take out the customer service part and you're you're just filling shelves, you're still constantly having to interact with your colleagues to check who's doing what, what cage needs to go out next, etc, etc. And I didn't really appreciate that until I thought about it after I went home the other week after my meltdown and I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's just too much peopling. Um, so yeah, so that was interesting and they've been really good about it. So World Mental Health Day, (laughs) um, that's where I'm at with my mental health at the moment and hopefully some of that was helpful to you and you could relate to some of it and take away some tips on on how you you can get better when I say recovery in quote marks now I this is the worst I've been for a long time but only because it was so so public and so physical um with the shaking and the crying and the rest all the rest of it that that I even though that happened, I am still a hundred times better than I was a few years ago when I was medicated and I couldn't leave the house. So all of those things that you teach yourself as you start to get better and those little habits and those thought processes that you ingrain in your brain, um, I still managed to leave the house using those tricks. So, I mean, it's just a case of forever practicing, I suppose. And it's a, it's an absolute lesson to me that I shouldn't be so arrogant as to think that I'm fine now. Because whilst, you know, comparatively I am fine now, I still need to maintain that. And, you know, some of it is, some of it just happens. Like, the thought processes that get me out of the house just happen. I haven't felt like I can't leave the house um, because I can still feel that um, happening and I will just take myself out and that's such that's so habitual and so ingrained in me that I do just keep doing that now and so you can get better in that sense and obviously I'm speaking from my own personal experience um, 
because that's all the information I have to speak from. So, you know, everyone's experience of mental health is different. I was watching an Instagram story from someone who I follow recently and she explained her experience of anxiety was like, um, you know when you get food poisoning, for example, and your body goes hot and cold at the same time and like it, it seems to like, it feels like it waves over you and then you think you're going to throw up. And that was her experience of anxiety and she was convinced that she was going to throw up, she was going to throw up, oh my god, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm going to throw up. And it took like quite a few episodes of that for her to really realise that it wasn't a a vomiting virus, it was anxiety. Mine doesn't feel like that. I do feel sick. I do get knots in my stomach, but it doesn't wave over me. The nausea doesn't wave over me in the same way. So everyone experiences it differently. Um, And your experience of recovery will be different. And what works for you will be different. Um, So, yeah. So I hope you found that interesting and helpful and I would love to know what your experiences of mental health are um and I love that we we discuss this stuff now I think um it's become more and more acceptable and we are breaking the stigma down by talking about it and I would really I I enjoy I think enjoy is probably the wrong word I appreciate the exchanges I have with people about mental health now where they kind of tell me their story and obviously you've heard mine I, I speak and write a lot about mine and um, I really appreciate those exchanges because it makes you feel less alone and it makes you feel less crazy And it helps you to rationalise when you're in the middle of a meltdown for you to be able to go, no, (laughs) you're okay. You just need to do this, that and the other. Or, and it really, it helps to be able to say, the more you talk about it, the more practised you are at saying my anxiety, the smaller the shame gets every single time, the smaller the embarrassment gets. And by talking about it, next time you have a meltdown, or in my experience at least, next the fact that I had spoken about it so often and I had already spoken to my manager about it previously, um, when they said, what's wrong with you? Like, what? why are you crying? Like, what's what's happening? Um are you okay? And I can just go, my anxiety, and then they know. Um, And I think the more conversations we have about it, even if you've never told anyone before, if you find yourself stood there having an anxiety attack and you're crying and you you just say anxiety, I think a lot more people will will understand and will know what to do. Um, So, yeah, I'd love to hear from you and to learn from you about your experiences um, of mental health um, feel free to share this with people if you found it useful or interesting 
Um, and yeah, let me know what's going on with you. I hope you're well and I hope you're riding out this season change because I know a lot of people are struggling at the moment because I have a lot of these conversations daily with the people around me. So I know it's not an easy time of year, which is probably why they've made it World Mental Health Day. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me let me know and take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Howland Blossom podcast. My name's Sean, and you can find out more about me, this project, our community and our resources over on my website, seanpeters.me. Please subscribe to this podcast and if you'd like to get in touch with me about what you've heard here, you can do so using the links in the show notes.